This is a HeadGum Original. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Dr. Strange, you think you know how the world works? What if I told you the reality you know is one of many? This doesn't make any sense. Not everything does. Not everything has to. Through the mystic arts, we harness energy and shape reality. We travel great distances in an instant. How do I get from here to there? How did you become a doctor? Study and practice. Here's the bit. There's a strength to him. But is he ready? Be careful which path you travel down, Strange. Stronger men than you have lost their way. Death and pain. You'll die protecting this world. I can't do this. There is no other way. I've spent so many years peering through time, looking for you. What's this, my mantra? It's the Wi-Fi password. We're not savages. I guess we should get through some business. This is the 11th episode of our fifth season. We're watching Marvel movies, and uh, our guests are newcomers, super fans, and people who have contributed. There's going to be 20 episodes. I want to get into it. Doctor Strange 2016. I loved it. (laughs) Oh, my God. I also enjoyed myself while watching the film. I was really surprised. I was extremely surprised. But first of all, I saw Rachel McAdams, and I went, while I'm in, I'm sorry to say I'm in. I love it. Um, I, I, I love thought it had a lot of to bottom. I liked the like sort of tweaky elements as he's yes. like, oh my God. I was like, this is a fun movie to watch stoned. I was not stoned, but I thought I would have fun if I was. I might um, rewatch it stoned. I yeah. loved it so much. Like I thought the acting was really fun. I thought the funny parts were like, 
funny there was enough. Some, there were some funny little jokes. Like, you know, like the like one name joke and the oh, a couple man. things. The Mr. Doctor thing got me good. I paused my television and teed. Well, I I was you know, I I did tweet this, but I was I don't think I could have been more surprised that Doctor Strange was actually a doctor. I was like No clue. Didn't think that was coming at all. So the first moment I was blown away and <laughs> completely in bits and pieces and I also think obviously Benedict Cumberbatch fantastic actor he's possibly the best actor we've had in any of our films I think even though I love many of the people that we've watched but I'm like he's just extremely realistic feeling yeah and I gotta say not a huge fan of his face but then I was like I love this face (laughs) yeah it's definitely an interesting face he's got grew on me but he does become more attractive the more you watch yeah now is he the one from the film where his wee wee was so big. <laughs> Wait, which film where his wee wee was so big? I've never seen it. No, he's not Wait, him. We should. Scott. Okay. okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> Let me, let's say <laughs> Doctor Strange is available with a subscription on Disney Plus. So you can watch it uh, there or for a fee on Amazon, Apple TV, uh, Google Play, and Vudu. Obviously, we're going to spoil the film. We already are. It's going mm-hmm. so great. Mm-hmm. Well, we should introduce our guest. Our guest today is Scott Ackerman. Scott is a comedian, writer, and producer who created and co hosts the podcast Comedy Bangbang and the TV show and Freedom with me and Paul F. Tompkins. And he has also written Marvel comics for the Deadpool, Secret Wars, Spider-Man, and X-Men series. Wow. Wowie zowie. Thanks for being here, <laughs> Scott. Wowie. Hey, it's another episode of Newcomers. <laughs> <laughs> That's our song. I want to get in on the remix. Okay, wait, whose penis is big? Oh, yeah. Whose penis is big? We we love the penises. Okay, yeah, let's cut right to it. Okay, it's uh, the dude who plays... Michael uh, Fassbender? Yeah, Michael Fassbender. Uh, he's, he's, in, he's in like the... He's in X-Men. X-Men stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I mixed so, him up. Yeah. So he's we got a huge assume... fast bender. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyways, we love Benedict no matter what's going on mm-hmm. with him. You love his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, his face really grew on me. I at first was like, interesting features because it's kind of long. But you know yeah. what his face is like? What? Uh, it's it's like he's in a kaleidoscope because it seems to open. It, yes. like, it's, it's almost symmetrical exactly from this. It's like there's something really interesting, but it's symmetrical in an interesting way. Would you agree? It's like a flower that just bloomed. Yeah. I would. I agree. It is like a flower that just bloomed. And it's it's it, you're you're waiting for the flower to totally open up and be beautiful, <laughs> but you like it for what it is at this point. Yeah. And he's charming and very charming and oh. Persistent in this movie, certainly. And, oh boy, yeah. By the end, persistent. I was like, "Is that is oh, that a fuck him?" <laughs> that's something you like in a man is persistence. <laughs> well, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, um, I liked. It. I mean, unless I they're it was very well, sexy. unless they're gross and annoying. Yeah. In what way was he? Pers- I mean, he wasn't with Rachel McAdams. He seemed to be kind of like he was hey, pretty wishy washy with her, well, except for when he was yeah. insistent as he burst out of his own body as a spirit and was screaming at her to <laughs> operate. <laughs> <laughs> I loved I, it. He was persistent when he went to India, right? He was in India? Nepal, yeah. Is Nepal in India? Am I dumb? Nicole, I'm going to say, I don't know either. <laughs> okay, wait, somebody, nope, nobody nodded on the Zoom. Uh, it's next to India. Oh, so it's right next door? Okay, so he was in Nepal, and then he was like sitting at that door for like a couple hours, pretty persistent. And then at the end, when he was like, we're in a time loop, that's persistence. <laughs> so that's he, he he maintained his interest, and he kept trying, yes. which you should hope that a surgeon would do. You know, I think that yeah. that's skills that he's a, built a doc- up over A doctor time. should do it, maybe not necessarily someone trying to date you, you know, mm, this yeah. sleeping outside your, your house for <laughs> eight hours is not something you probably want, but, but about- and that's why... I, I appreciated him leaving McAdams alone after they broke I up. Did too, I did too. I did too. But I also thought their relationship was kind of fun and interesting, how it yeah. played out. And um, Tilda Swinton, fascinating figure Ooh, of all time. Tilda Swinton. So, Ooh, so, I yeah, love what you... that bald-headed bitch. She's great. <laughs> I liked her. Well, there was that part where she's walking down the street in the beginning where she's like, she she looks pretty crazy. But I was thinking, mm-hmm. oh, she's going to walk down the street. And then someone, like one of the extras, like looks at her like, 
you're crazy looking. And then I thought I that was Yeah, I, th I think it was, I was like, why did she give her such a look? And I think it's because of the bald head, essentially. And her like outfit, that. too, right? Wasn't yeah, she maybe her outfit. Weird? But I mean, yeah, she was she... looking at her face and she just kind of does a double take. It is like, what a weird woman. It's possible that the extra was going, is that Tilda Swinton? And then they just kept it. <laughs> Walking down the street? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the extra was like, wait, who's in this movie? Because they don't tell you anything. Right, right. Do you think everything's really? a huge secret? Tilda yeah, Swinton has been like confused with the Tinder swindler ever, just because their names are so similar. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Wait, you you think they don't tell background artists who? I really don't. <laughs> I, now look, I really don't. I, did, I think I did you an show episode up? of Matlock in 1986, and I you knew did? Andy Whoa. Griffith was there. Yes, uh, I didn't know this was on your resume. <laughs> no, it, well, I was a background artist. So well, I need to know Wait, more. Wait, 1986. 86. I was 16 years old. Yeah. I got to get us. A, a he was the of this. reddest man I've ever seen in my life. He was just, <laughs> he was beat red. Do we know the episode title and can we find it on yeah, YouTube? Some people, some people have found the clip. Uh, it's, it's one where like a Madonna type is the murder suspect or something like okay, that. So well, it's in the first season. Somebody tweet oh. this at us so we don't have to do the research. Yeah, I don't want to do any sort of work. <laughs> yeah, but you want to see my back. It's essentially I, I like watching me in the that. Austin Powers movies. So. Oh, wow. I don't often get to see your back. I... <laughs> <laughs> You've only seen me. To talk to the front. <laughs> you hate watching me walk away. I don't, You've walk, always said I don't that. like to see you leave, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, let's talk about Marvel. What was your first experience with Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I, I, I remember going to the Stop and Go, which was our local 7-Eleven type place at a pretty young age and being really fascinated with comics. And, and, and our local library had a lot of comic uh, uh, books with comics in them. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, ever since I was probably three or four, I was really into comics and I would constantly bother my parents to buy them for me and... And um, I think with Doctor Strange in particular, I got these little pocket books, which are these kind of miniature books that have the first six issues of Doctor Strange in there. Mm -hmm. So this is probably like eight years old, me reading the original Doctor Strange comics uh, and being really into them, um, and, especially the the art, especially. Uh huh. And did you ever think as a kid that you wanted to write comics, or was that something that kind of came about? Um, I thought I wanted to draw them because I I used to draw, so mm -hmm. I used to be an artist, and and I I kind of even thought into high school I I might still draw comics, and then in high school, you know, it's all of the local junior highs combined. And uh -huh. so I, I I met this good good friend. He turned out to be a good friend of mine from a different junior high, and he was the best artist in that junior high, and I was the best artist in mine. Mm -hmm. And with and your powers combined, <laughs> no, because I saw him. I saw he was better at it, and I was like, oh, oh I'm not as good. I'm just going to give up. Like I was the type of person who, That's if sad. I wasn't the best at something, I just gave up. So he became yeah. a really huge comic book artist. Um, and I became nothing, a piece of shit. Wow. <laughs> so, no. That's so sad. That is yeah. sad. I suck, guys. We don't deny it. We just go, that's sad. Oh, no. You're so sad. What a piece of shit you are. That's horrible. Wait, so yeah. you've written for Deadpool and Spider-Man and X-Men. Wait, is Secret Wars? Is that? That's Marvel, too. So who's your favorite yeah. Marvel character? Spider-Man is definitely the one that I, anytime I even write something for Marvel, I usually try to find a way to fit Spider-Man into it. So the Secret Wars journal that I wrote has Spider-Man in it as well as the Hulk. Oh. And, oh. Um, and my Deadpool, I basically was like, well, what if Spider-Man was in this too? You know, so it's like <laughs> cool. the, the Marvel Comics 1001 that I wrote is just a one page Spider-Man story. Um, oh. So that's, he's definitely my favorite. He's the one that I've loved ever. And, and when they made a Spider-Man movie, I was just over the moon. I was like, it was the most excited I've ever been. That Who's was your favorite Spider-Man? Is it Tom Holland? I uh, think it's Tom Toby? Holland. These oh, the okay. last three movies have been the the better movies, um, because the the Sam Raimi ones, the first three have they're uh, they're really good in some ways, but they have a lot of issues for me. And then the Andrew Garfield ones are terrible. I think. Um, oh. And, and are we? So then, um, Leah, sorry, are we watching Spider-Man? What are we watching? Yes, we're watching. I don't want to say how many because one of them makes me change okay. my mind. We're okay, watching okay, some don't, Tom Holland don't, ones. Don't watch, okay. yeah, watch at least at least 
I think number two is the best. Me People too. love this last one, but Me two is too. so good. Two is so good. Two of the Spider-Man series, yeah. Of the Tom Holland ones? Tom yes. Holland. Just overall. Yeah. Oh, okay. I will so you say, don't like the um, Tobey Maguire jazz one? <laughs> I I personally love the jazz scene. I think it's really funny. Is that when he dances? Like Nicole's been waiting. That's yeah. the like... only thing I've seen from the movie, and I'm like, I gotta see the rest of this. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. I think the whole rest of the movie is is not that great. Like oh, okay. I, I'm the person, I'm the weirdo who likes the jazz scene and hates the rest of the movie. I just have to say, I took my nephew shopping for comics um, a few years ago, and he picked out your Spider-Man, which you know, and I didn't realize you had written it until we bought it, and then I was looking at it, and I was Whoa. like, oh my god, it was so cool. <laughs> it was very As exciting. the creator of Deadpool, Rob Leffield, said to me when I said, hey, I wrote an issue of Deadpool, he said, thank you for the money. <laughs> well, I guess he's got a point. Yeah. Thank you for the money. Thank you for what the money. What do you say? You're welcome? How about I was congrats, I was bitch. very taken aback by how just like... He didn't seem to care about the art of it all. He was just like, thank you for the money. That <laughs> is moved really, on. That's, wow. that's really sad, you know, and we're really sad mm-hmm, for him. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't well, mean to bring you down. Anyway, but yeah, so, so, so you, comics, so you, big part of my life. How did you get into the writing? How did that happen? So my friend, uh, Jerry Duggan, who is a big comic book writer, he's writing the X-Men right now. He, uh, he and Brian Posehn, whom I've of course known, he's a comedian I've known for a long time. I worked on Mr. Show with him. They were writing Deadpool together and they were doing a big giant anniversary issue with a main story and then a lot of like five page backup stories. And so Mm -hmm. Jerry reached out to me and said, Hey, do you want to write one of these? And so I basically was like, yeah, um, sure, you know, and they assigned me a character to write for. And then I just, you know, over, I remember I was in Cabo <laughs> writing this story because it was like, for some reason I wrote that uh, Deadpool story in Cabo and I wrote the Spider-Man Deadpool comic in Hawaii for some and reason. And are all of your characters being served drinks on the beach? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds um, great. But yeah, so they liked they liked that first story, and then they were they just kind of would keep coming back to me every once in a while to say, "Hey, do you want to write this? Do you want to write this?" Um, and cool. it, yeah, it's been really nice. Yeah, that's very what are exciting. backup stories. So if if you're buying a like a double paged comic book um, for like an anniversary issue, like issue one hundred, mm-hmm. they'll sometimes instead of it being twenty pages, they'll make it be forty pages. But the main story will only be 30, for instance. And then they'll do like two five-page backup stories. And that's what it is. They're like, oh. you know, not, not the main story that people are paying oh. for, but like extra content, in other words. They're like the, the fucking, the scenes at the credits? Yeah. Where they're like, yeah. and also this happens okay. later. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I'm that's on cool. board. Should we do our boop-a-da-boo daily bugle? Yes. <laughs> this is, is our news segment this season. And we give a recap of what's going on in the MCU. So the first teaser trailer for Taika Waititi's Thor Love and Thunder, the fourth Thor film in the MCU, dropped with less than three months to go before the film's release. So everybody can get all ready. <laughs> do we want to watch it? Should we watch it? Okay. Yeah. I'm not a big Thor head. I'm a little. We, we oh, aren't. We, we aren't loving the Thor. So you yeah. are. The first two are terrible. The third one's great. You you will wow. love the third one. Yes. it's one oh, of the okay. best. One of the best movies. And they they we skipped the second one, so we're watching Ragnarok next ish. Oh, okay. great! You'll love it. So just so this is gonna feel different. Okay. Hmm. These hands were once used for battle. It's like boyhood. Now they're but humble <laughs> tools for peace. I need to figure out exactly who I am. So he's having like a midlife crisis. <laughs> what? It's like I Joe Dirt. My own part. <laughs> I, in the I thought it was very Forrest Gumpy. My superheroing days are over. Nice. I don't know. Who was that girl? Yeah, who's that lady? Uh, Natalie Portman is. Oh, she was in it as his girlfriend. She's returning. Yeah. Oh, okay. And there will be something happening with her that I think you'll be interested in. Okay, sex. Wait, what's her name? Wait, he's in this? There's a lot of people that I'm like, what? Not me. Tessa Thompson. Mm, yeah. Just listening. 
Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy are in this. And T- Tessa Thompson is in the third one, so. Okay. Oh. Well, the song is, you know, doing a lot to I, I do enjoy over. it. Mm-hmm. So there she is. Wait a minute. What? She looks cool. So wait, so he doesn't fucking call her when he returns to Earth, but then he makes her into a Thor? Yeah, now she's like, I'm Thorette. Oh, damn it. Thorette, Lauren! (laughs) Very reductive. (laughs) It's more like Thorin. Oh, Thorin. (laughs) Thorin Thapkis. Um, (laughs) Wow, I love it. Okay, I I don't know how I feel about that trailer because I... I thought I was going to like the Thor movie and I really hated it. I thought it was very bad. So that was a tough one to pay attention to. I think we both were getting really lost because it felt very Lord of the Rings. And we were like, did. Yeah. The second one is even more boring in a way. Um, And so the third one is a total course correction. Um, It's Taika Waititi and they just like, you know, he does a basically a comedy, a big pop comedy, you know. Someone did tell us that it was really good. Yeah, it's great. It's it's one of the best MCU films, in my opinion. Is it better than Doctor Strange? I think so. I really like Doctor Strange. Um, And I I watched it again today, and I think there's some great stuff in it, but it's a little like all of the MCU films that are the first introduction of the character there's so much story they have to tell to like tell you who this person is that by the time the climax gets going you're out of time essentially Mm -hmm. so i i think dr strange in future films is really good and kind of is better almost in a way but i but i i love so much of this movie because it really feels like the comic book to me. It feels like the Steve Ditko art. Steve Ditko was the artist who created Doctor Strange with Stan Lee. And it's all like his art style is so trippy and it's all like 60s and 70s like posters that you'd put up on your wall to, mm-hmm. to smoke mm-hmm. a bowl to and and like go, oh my God, look at that. I'm, I feel like I'm <laughs> in another universe. So it's all stuff like that. Like, I feel like the the part where he looks down at his fingers and they're all growing hands out of it. Yeah. And then those are all growing fingers and suddenly it becomes his face. Like, all of that kind of stuff is like Steve Ditko style trippy art, which I mm. really, really love. I like that. Well, that was neat. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That hands, was neat. When his hands had hands. Yeah, I recall. Well, our other bit of Daily Bugle is that Disney announced its plans for Emmy campaigning. Hawkeye and Moon Knight will be submitted in the limited series category. Loki, which was renewed for a second season, will compete in a dra- in drama series. And What If will be submitted for best animated series. So they're going for the gold. They are. What is What <laughs> If? You could not give less of a shit about this. <laughs> I, I don't care about that. I care about everything else I'm talking about. Um, but I don't care that they are trying to get Emmys. I think that that it makes total sense. I think everyone is always trying to do that. Um, yeah. Wait, what great. is what if? I don't oh, know. I don't think okay, we've so learned about that. What if is one of the Disney Plus series. It's an animated series. And essentially what if it's based on the comic what if, which... Was, it's sort of like a Twilight Zone series where every issue is different. And they say, what if this didn't happen exactly the way it happened? And you see an alternate universe where oh. people make different choices. Now, so is it like that. you have to know everything that did happen in the comic in order or the original for, story? For, for what if they're doing it based on the MCU? So it's like stuff in the MCU. So speaking of Doctor Strange, I rewatched the Doctor Strange one today. And it's basically, what if... Uh, Rachel McAdams died in the car instead no. of <gasps> instead of Doctor Strange getting his hands fucked up. I don't want her to have died in That's the car. That seems mean. Idea. I don't like that. He, no. It, it's no. interesting because basically Doctor Strange still becomes Doctor Strange and then tries in vain to save her over every basically the multiverse of madness. He he That's goes to so every sad. Yeah, it, that's the problem with What If is it's so nihilistic in a way. Like, And this was a, an issue with the comic is basically like, hey, what if this person made this different choice? And it, the writers would always end it in Armageddon, basically, and everyone dying, you know? Oh, so wow. That's, so like, uh, we, I don't know. I feel like that's a, so it's not for kids. It, I mean, it is for kids, um, and I think it ties into this, the Doctor Strange sequel that's coming out, uh, The Multiverse of Madness, um, because, mm. he, because he turns into this evil Doctor Strange because he's basically killing all these <gasps> mystical beings 
all over the multiverse in order to get enough power to bring Rachel McAdams back to life. Oh. Um, and I believe in the trailer, you see that dark Doctor Strange meeting the real Doctor Strange. So, you know, it's so crazy because I saw a billboard for that Doctor Strange new movie that's coming out. And I was like, normally I don't see that. You know what I mean? Like I don't register. <laughs> Normally, like you have that billboard. MCU that was, blindness. Yeah, it would just be like a blank one. I'm like, they gotta fill these. Um, <laughs> they gotta fill why, these. Why isn't anyone paying for billboards in this city anymore? But I, today I saw it and I went, oh well, I guess I'll probably watch that because <laughs> now I watch this. Okay. I mean, I'm going to. I like <laughs> Doctor Strange. I, I got to see the next one. That's because the at thing. the end, they said Doctor Strange will be back. And I said, oh, okay. Or will return or something. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's That's in, he's in Thor. Thing. He's in Thor coming up. He's in the, the two Avengers movies. And then he has, uh, you know, a pretty big part in this last Spider-Man movie, too. I did so. see the last Spider-Man. And he had a lot of snow in his home. And I was really confused about that. <laughs> He's got a lot of snow on his temples too. They really play up the white hair. Well, no, no, like actual snow. Like there was snow in his house. No, I know. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't get it. <laughs> but I, well, okay, wait, we got to take a break. We'll okay. come back with more Doctor Strange after this. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. Ooh, ooh, we're back. Okay, so it was written by John Spatas. It <laughs> <laughs> literally says pronounced Spates right after that. I always miss that too, though. I fully miss that. <laughs> As they that. say in Doctor Strange, they should put those warnings before. Yeah. They should. Yeah. Um, also, Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill. It was directed by Scott Derrickson. It was released November 4th, 2016. I like that we switched off and never do that. <laughs> We're having so much fun with Dr. Strange. 
All what, right, did, what did you guys, as, as people who didn't even know about Dr. Strange, I'm interested in like, what did you guys, first of all, what do you think of even the name? It's like calling someone Mr. Weird, right? Well, I was completely <laughs> blown away that that is his name and his mm-hmm. occupation. And it was like so, so straightforward. And it, his name was Stephen as well, right? Stephen, Stephen Strange. Dr. Stephen Strange. Because we have talked about how like all the care, all these superheroes are named like Doug. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like they don't, have, <laughs> <laughs> they could have like crazy names. I do think Strange is a fun last name. We don't get a lot of interesting you know, I, names like I, that. I don't know if anyone in the world actually has that name. It's so. It's, They've got I mean, to. It's such a 60s convention of like. Yeah, like you know, Dr. calling someone weird. Yeah, you know, calling someone that, and and because like uh, in the Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom, mm. his last name is Doctor Von Doom, and they tried to fix it in the Ultimate Universe where they rebooted the Marvel Universe um, by changing it to Doctor Victor Von Dam, like oh. Jean Claude Von Van Dam, and everyone was like, "That's even worse." Yeah, <laughs> it know? is worse. So, um, I think Doom is cool. Yeah, Doom is great. Doctor Doom. Wait, pro- yeah. Professor Doom? Mr. Doom? Who is he? <laughs> he hasn't gotten his PhD yet. Oh, okay. He's Dr. He's Doom. He's working yeah. on it. <laughs> He's still in school. Well, let's read through the plot and we'll talk about it as we as we go through it. So, in Kathmandu, Nepal, a group of rogue swords. See, and this is what they fucking do every time. Uh-huh. That I didn't remember that they were in Nepal mm-hmm. in the beginning because I didn't know what was going on. They always do these like little like futuristic yeah, I think moments. They You're gonna started get this with thing. him as the doctor. I think so and too. And I would have been like, great, thank you. I know. Well, anyway, you think they should, they could have started with Benedict as the doctor instead of seeing him fuck up his hands and all that kind of stuff? I didn't catch no, we're t- uh, the part in Nepal. Yeah. yeah I don't with, know. With, with the ancient one. Yeah, like yes. I didn't th- I didn't think that that threw me for a loop, I think. And then of yeah. course I come back now and I go, Oh, it's all those people. I didn't like, you know. I, 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 I'm not good at watching films, I guess, is how it's coming out. But. I, I think essentially, Lauren, you watch a movie and you're just so startled by the fact that there are moving images and, That's a lot and of it. lights and That's sounds it. that it, yeah. it takes you 15 minutes to acclimate. Well, when your favorite movies um, are really like uh, from A to B to C to D, you know, it's like I like a rom-com. They don't start at the end uh-huh. and then get me over there again. It's like it just we just see what happens. Yeah, but. we see it in real time and it's nice I mean, this, and it's not this, confusing. This was chronological. It didn't. No, but it this was part after this part. Yeah, after this part. No, or this, this, no this it's, part, not, it's not so much that it's not chronological. It's that they show me something random. Yes, and then they go back to something else because it makes yes. no sense. Okay. Like, other ones like where they're like, there's an iceberg, and then like they're just like, and now we're in the army, and then it's like <laughs> five hours later we come back to the iceberg. I'm like, I don't remember that. Yeah, she's talking about the Winter Soldier. Oh wait, no, no, no not uh, the Winter it's, Soldier. It, it, Captain it's America. Meant to, Captain America, the first. Mm-hmm. It's meant to it's meant to intrigue you and to give you a little bit of magic at the top of the movie so that you, the whole top of the movie isn't just like Doctor Strange operating on a guy while an iPod plays. But you see, know? I Which, liked oh, that I liked part. that. He was tapping his foot. He was wearing his sketches. <laughs> I had a nice time. I liked it, although okay. I guess I, maybe right. I partly liked it because it cut from that other thing. So I'll uh-huh. finish telling you what happened. So a group of rogue <laughs> sorcerers <laughs> infiltrating the Kamar Taj, a community that is known only to the masters of the mystic arts. After beheading the librarian the group's which leader, was rude Casilius, played by Mads Mikkelsen so hot yeah Steals except when he gets his like glitter tears I didn't like I didn't like no, that some of, yeah. some of his shit was fucking creepy yeah what did you think about his blood tears in the James Bond movies have you well, I've never seen oh, we, you know we've never seen James Bond are you Bond. doing a newcomers no, for no, James please Bond please don't make I us do not. that no 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 please. that sounds awful no 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 I can't watch it's like that. how many times can we watch them I go James James Bond right he says I know all the time and, the, or and it's like there's 8 billion versions of it yeah you know what I will say if you end up doing newcomers James Bond I just watched all of them in ante- all of the uh, Daniel in anticipation Craig ones. of us doing it in anticipation. <laughs> no, in, yeah, <laughs> just praying you guys would do it. Um, before the new one came out, I watched all four like the previous couple of days, mm-hmm. and I I contacted Matt Gorley, who I don't know if you know is like yeah. super into James Bond, but he constantly shoots fire extinguishers with a gun in order to get out of every situation to the so point where he just explode. 
he does it several times. Like he'll be trapped and then he'll see a fire extinguisher and shoot it and it'll like explode and, huh. and causing a big distraction to the point where I was like, is this a thing? Are the, is this something that they're going to have to explain the, why he, <laughs> why there are so many fire extinguishers everywhere? Why he like how he learned to love to shoot those. It's very weird. weird. So if you, if you do a newcomers about that, be, keep your eye out for those. Okay. We need a super cut of all the fire extinguishers yeah. being shot. Someone tweet that at us. Someone tweet it now. We don't want to look Matt at Gorley it. Matt had never noticed it before, so okay, I'm proud to have no- noticed something that... Yeah, because that... he did a whole podcast on that. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, that creepy guy steals a forbidden <laughs> ritual from a book owned by his former mentor, the ancient one, Tilda Swinton. As the zealots escape through a portal zealots. to... Zealots. Yeah, I did say that wrong. As the <laughs> zealots escape right. through That's almost a... a thing where it could be, like, there's so much stuff in this, there's the Eye of Agamotto. <laughs> like, it's just the zealots. Yeah, I didn't know. Um, through a portal to London, the Sorcerer Supreme traps them in a mirror dimension that is invisible to the public. She takes down several zealots but fails to stop Casilius and his surviving followers from escaping with the ritual. I liked when they zapped into London. I liked when they were like going into like modern yeah. places. I thought that was cool. And I liked when the buildings changed. Yeah, I love yeah, that. So, so basically when this, when this came out, it was on the like heels of Inception coming out. And mm-hmm. it was kind oh. of like... They were trying to say like, oh, okay, we can finally do a Doctor Strange movie and have it be trippy and do it affects sort of like what Inception was like. And so mm-hmm. it's it's very inspired by that, I think. But in a cool, they do a, they do a new twist of it, I think, which is really oh. cool. That makes well, sense. Never seen Inception. Oh. Elsewhere oh in New York City, Stephen Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch, is an acclaimed doctor and neurosurgeon working at a Metro General Hospital, but he's also very arrogant and cares only for the wealth and success his talents bring. After helping his colleague and ex-girlfriend, Christine Palmer, Rachel McAdams, with an emergency surgery, she begs him to join her team instead of... Uh, or she, yeah, she begs him to join her team instead of Dr. Nicodemus West, Michael Stolbarg, who's very, very good. I saw him in The Pillow Man on Broadway, but mm. he declines. Yeah, I loved Rachel McGann. I just love her. I was so excited to see her. And it also, like, it made this movie, it made me instantly care about Benedict Cumberbatch that yes. they had a relationship. Mm-hmm. I thought that was uh, fantastic casting. She's just so sweet. I, I like her. Well, that night, as he travels to give a guest talk, he's involved in a car crash after diverting his attention from the road. This was wild for me because I was like, this man drives with reckless abandon. Also, like, who is he talking to where they're giving him scans of brains being like, you want to do this one? You want to do that one? I didn't know doctors (laughs) got to pick and choose the brains they they work on. Yeah. Can you imagine being a surgeon? Yeah. You can? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was the other thing. I I... In addition to being a comic artist, I was going to be a brain surgeon. And then I got into high school and there was someone so from you a competing junior high oh, was, was a better brain surgeon than me. And I and was just like, bailed. I'm just going to quit. And you just yeah, said, you know, I'm not going to do The this. world needs more than one, but hey, <laughs> it's fine. I can't fathom what they're doing. When I watch that kind of thing, I'm like, the idea of looking at a brain and yeah. like lining up a nerve and doing it, like, it's just how. completely amazing. So, so did that make you like him? The fact that he could do that so well? It did make me like him actually it made me think he was an interesting figure because I also think a lot of the people that we've encountered don't really have like Tony Stark isn't necessarily doing anything good Mm -hmm. he's just kind of an interesting guy well I mean he's he's a genius in a similar way with weapons design but that seems bad Um, that's bad Yes. And that's, and that's his character arc is, you know, him saying like, I'm no longer going to design weapons that destroy the world, but I'm going to, I'm going to build this suit, which will protect the world. But with Dr. Strange, it's more like, oh, wow, he's this amazingly talented guy who needs to learn how to be humble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As Kendrick, of course. Kendrick Lamar, bitch, be humble. But I just don't understand why... I like texting and driving is hard, but like looking at brains and driving seems yeah, even harder. It's, even it's a bad yeah. idea. It's a bad idea. And I don't understand why like rich guys who are really good at something, you, you like, why don't they have someone just drive them? I don't right? know. We need you protected. You know, <laughs> totally. like if you're the bestest, and this is like, this is um, celebrities who get into drunk driving, you know, things. It's like, just to have a driver, you're so yeah. rich. Yeah, There's no some need people, for this. Some people just really want to do it themselves. It's true. And he survives this crash, but his hands are badly injured, mm. necessitating the insertion of metal pins 
As a result, they continuously tremble, leaving Stephen barely able to write his name, which that bummed me out. Yeah, wrote, like, that was sad. Strange. He was like, like, how's he going to sign his strange, checks, you know? Stephen yeah. Strange, over and over. Christine encourages him to move on, but Stephen's desperate to heal his injuries and harshly tells her to leave him alone. What do you guys think of that scene? I thought it was good until she was like, this isn't science, it's madness, or something. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> and oh, I don't how many feel like he should that? move on. You know, I feel like it's okay to, to yeah. struggle with that. And this to, was his life. I, I, I yeah. think they were trying to imply, though, that it was years later. Mm. Oh. So at a certain point, you got to be like, Accept the reality. Like, uh-huh. accept what's going on. Like, how long do you think, if that happened to you, Lauren, and you could... I, I don't know. Like wood. if you could, if you could no longer improv, whatever accident <gasps> you got into. I know. I don't mean to scare you. But the world. Yeah, you get into it. a car accident. You could do everything else, but you cannot improvise. Wow. But how that would be how so long tragic. would you want to wallow in it before, like, you would allow your friends to say, like, "Hey, maybe you should figure out how to, you know, temp or something." Here, I, I well, I have to stop everything. I do. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I have to be a temp. I can't even like get a job nope. as like a teacher or something. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just accept um, it, Lauren. Okay, fine. I guess if I had to just... This is madness! <laughs> I would scream this is madness at you for saying that. Um, I think I would wallow in it for 17 years. <laughs> okay, seems okay. reasonable. Um, after months of trying experimental surgeries on his hands, using up all his money, connections, and resources, Stephen seeks out Jonathan Pangborn. What a name! Played by Benjamin Pratt. Or Brett, sorry. A paraplegic who mysteriously, mysteriously was able to walk again. Pangborn, what a name. That's such an interesting name. Direct yeah. Stephen to the secret compound. Uh-oh. Uh, how do I say that? I just said Camartage, but I don't know if that's correct. Camartage. Yeah, Camartage Com- is how they pronounce it, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Where he's taken in by another sorcerer under the ancient one. Carl Mordo. And I cannot say this name for the life of me. Please I think buy. he would tell each of four. He's great. Chewy, yeah, yeah, Chewy, Chewy, yeah. Good. You can always remember it because he's. It's very similar to to Chewy from the Star Wars movies. Oh, and we know those. And we know and those so yeah. well. But he was incredible. I really like him. Anyway. Mm-hmm. The Ancient One shows Stephen her power, revealing the astral plane and other dimensions such as the mirror dimension. Stephen begs her to teach him, and she eventually agrees. I uh, so. Yeah, yeah, please go ahead. What, what, do, what do you guys think about the ancient one? Because this this is a point of contention with the movie that I don't know if you guys are even aware about. Oh, absolutely not. I don't know anything of. about it. But I guess my my opinion was I thought she was an interesting character. I thought uh, she was a cool female character as well mm-hmm. because it's not every day in these movies that we get such a fun role uh, for a woman. And I thought she she's super bizarre. She's just such an interesting actress. Um, I liked the storyline with her where it got kind of surprising at the end. I thought mm-hmm. it was, a, um, so I, I don't I know. Think, what did you think? Nicole? I think it's the, like the ca- Oh yeah. Well, it's the, ca- it's the casting is, is that's the, key. That's it, a problem. Well, People had well, a problem with Tildy Swins. <laughs> a little bit. And I think Marvel has even come out and admitted they kind of bungled it a little bit, but <gasps> How so dare they? So they're they're in a they're in a weird situation where essentially like if you read the original comics the ancient one is based on these kind of sort of racist tropes about Ooh. you know like Asian people essentially Ooh. you know it's and and the whole thing is is a lot like certain stories in the 60s of like white person goes to uh, an exotic culture mm-hmm. and mm. becomes the master, like becomes even way better at it than the Asian right. people who've created oh, it. Right? Oh, I see. So Marvel's trying to, to take care of that and not like, so, th- so they're like, okay, great. We won't put an Asian person in as the ancient one, but we put a white person in, but they put a white person in and I they're see. like, Hey, we put a woman in too, which you're responding to, which is really good. And she's great in it. But it's a little like it's one of those things where if you if you end up seeing Shang Chi, Shang Chi the comic is is also similarly based on a lot of these kind of racist uh, 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 stereotypes. But they go with it in a different way that elevates Asian people, I think. And this one just mm. was kind of like, hey, we're just not gonna we're not gonna uh, oh. deal with the Asian thing. 
Okay, we're just yeah. going to put a white person in this. Yeah, well, and, that is and they made problematic. They they made uh, the the place where he studies very multicultural. So it's like, hey, this isn't an Asian thing at all. It's just it happens to be in Nepal, but it's mm-hmm. it's basically like you know white people are here and black people are here, and so it was, that was what they were trying to do. And I think I see. I think it's it came from a good place. It just didn't land with certain Asian people who are like, why are you whitewashing the ancient one? Yeah. Essentially. Mm. That's... I did think it was strange that a white woman was like, did it better than all the rest. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, but now that people had something to say, now I get it. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and I actually, did love Wong, that bald head. Mm-hmm. Wong. Yeah, I know. Wong, Wong turns out really great in Shang Chi, and he's super funny. And in the as he gets more movies, he's he gets funnier and funnier. So it's like it. it he you know. So and and if you see Shang Chi, it really is a good example of them taking sort of turning straw into gold in mm-hmm. terms of that kind of stuff. So yeah, his character was funny. Okay, so. Uh, Stephen begins his tutelage under the Ancient One and Mordo and learns from the ancient books in the library, which is now protected by the master, by Master Wong, Benedict Wong. What? Benedict Wong? Wait, his name name is also Benedict. There's two people named Benedict in the film. That just seems wild. That's that's why they called his character Wong. (laughs) He just loves Benedict. They They called him Wong, which wasn't a character from the comics. No, I was kidding. But but oh. <laughs> the thing I'm not kidding about is the fact that the casting director was at breakfast when he was casting the movie and he ordered Eggs Benedict. <laughs> and that's why there are two Benedicts in the movie. Wow. Mm. So he needed to match his He breakfast. ordered two plates of it. And they, wow. they yeah, they misheard. Well, Stephen learns that Earth is protected from other dimensions <laughs> by a spell formed from three other buildings dimensions. called sanctums found in New York City, London, and Hong Kong. All three can be accessed through a door in the Kamartage. The task of the sorcerers is to protect the sanctums, though Pingborn chose to forego this responsibility in favor of channeling energy into walking again. Likewise, Stephen will have to decide between regaining the use of his hands and defending the world. Mm. So wild that you have to choose between yeah. the two things. Those are two why not totally both? different things. Yeah, why not have both? So Stephen advances quickly over several months. He learns how to make portals using a sling ring, now, which this made me cool. laugh. The name made me laugh. Well, the like, name, they're like, here's I like the ring. way it looks. <laughs> it, it is kind of stupid because it rhymes. I don't know. Uh-huh. What do yeah. you think? I think it's stupid because it rhymes, but I did like it. I thought it was very cool watching him uh, yeah. do the little ring thing. I really loved when everyone was like running and doing the circle thing because that looked like rubbing, yeah. what, like rubbing your tummy and patting your head. It looked dumb. Um <laughs> After the Ancient One abandons him on Mount Everest, I really like this. This was very fun for me. Um, he also secretly reads, secretly reads from the Forbidden Texts and learns to bend time with the mystical eye of Armagato. In <laughs> oh <my> addition- <laughs> what is it? Agamotto. Uh, Agamotto. Ag- Agamotto. That one. Yeah, the eye of Agamotto. Agamotto or Agamotto, yeah. Uh, in addition to his studies, Mordo and Wong warn Stephen against using such power and breaking the laws of nature, comparing his arrogant yearning for power to that of Calculus, who believes that everyone <laughs> should live as long as the one after the death of his loved ones. Yeah, and I only know because I had to pronounce someone a few times. Caecilius and Caecilius. his followers use yeah. the stolen pages to begin summoning the powerful Dormammu of that the was dark funny. dimension. That name's so funny to me. Where Dormammu. time does that exist and all can live forever? To ensure Dormammu's arrival, <laughs> Caecilius and his followers begin targeting the sanctums, first destroying the London sanctum. The explosion accidentally sends Stephen from Camartage to the New York sanctum. Caecilius and the zealots <laughs> then arrive there where Stephen holds them off with the mystical cloak of levitation, a relic that chooses Stephen. Okay, now this is where we got has started to have a fun. Uh-huh, uh-huh. When I the love that cloak. Cloak was floating around like it was in Sleeping Beauty or something, mm-hmm. and it was just deciding what to do and helping him fight and stuff like that. And then that part where, it, like, so he's with that gross guy, what's his name, where they're fighting. Caecilius, the one I've been saying five billion times. Mm-hmm. Where they're fighting in the uh, book area, and, like, he... He basically the cloak tells him what to use, what weapon to use, and then mm-hmm. it, it directs him to use like some chain link thing that just like wraps around him, which was really funny to me, where it like covered his whole body in that like <laughs> skeleton of metal, yeah, and then like took his arms behind him, and he was like la la la, <laughs> <laughs> and then Benedict was like, "Can you stop that?" <laughs> he was like, "You are good. Stop talking like that." I love that part. Um, I liked it too. I also liked later when 
the fucking the cloak thing was smacking that man's head around. Yeah, that made me laugh very hard. I like this. Clo- this cloak is really sassy. The cloak, this cloak has a is sense almost of humor. like yeah, it's almost like New York being the fifth character. Yeah, the, the cloak you know is I mean? the cloak mm-hmm. should be number on the three cast on the call list. sheet. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, so uh, let's see. Injured, Stephen portals himself to Metro General and he uses astral protection to assist Christine in performing surgery on himself. Back at the New York Sanctum, Stephen and Mordo become disillusioned with the Ancient One after. I can't say this name. I'm I'm calling him Calculus. I like that. Uh, Reveals that her long life has come from her own use of Dormammu's power. Calculus (laughs) returns, mortally wounds the Ancient One and escapes to Hong Kong. Stephen takes the Ancient One to the hospital where she astral protects and tells Stephen that he too will have to break the rules a little bit. And then she goes, bye-bye. Okay, first of all, when he astral projects while Rachel McAdams is supposed to help him, that was crazy. She's like, what are you wearing? Like, he literally comes in in his super dumb outfit. Uh I loved that part because it's so odd. He walks in the hospital. He's like... Christine like, like, <laughs> needs her doing that fakey New York accent that yeah, every English person does. What are you doing? <laughs> what are um, you? And then, Christine, and then when, where are you? Where are you? Um, when uh, fucking what's her name? Tilda was about Tilly to die, Smith. and mm-hmm. then they had that conversation when when they're in like another dimension, and she's about to die, another and she dimension. makes the snow. She's trying to. Um, just look at the snow one last time, mm-hmm. even though she's had these, oh, so many hands. years. Mm-hmm. That, that made me and the, the line where she's weak. like, "I've had so long to prepare for it, and I'm still trying to slow everything down to make one mm-hmm. moment last a thousand. I know that really made me yeah. feel emotional. I felt very emotional. Which too. emotions? Anger, mm-hmm. uh, laughter, giddy, laughter, tease. <laughs> we were like, oh, we I love this. <laughs> 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 no, but I really thought that was a very s- sweet moment and very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Also just kind of weird with her character as well. Um, to like have a little bit of empathy for her. But when he was, wait, was he fighting over his body when that person came? When that other person astro projected into the hospital room? Was that they, earlier? They, that was earlier. Yeah, they did two fights with, uh, that in the was hospital. Dumb yeah. And then me. when he like jumps out and then she's that like, was dumb for you stop fucking yeah. doing that? I didn't yeah. like that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, she dies. So Stephen and Mordo <laughs> arrive in Hong Kong to find Wong dead and the sanctum destroyed with the dark dimension already engulfing Earth. Remember when he was like playing little pranks on Wong where he's like stealing all the books? I loved it. That was, that was I was teeheeing. That was, I, I truly was, loved that. I was like, <laughs> yeah. And he was listening to uh, his Walkman. <laughs> he was or listening was like, to Beyonce. That yes. was a treat when he was like, he had, you know Beyonce. He had just heard about Beyonce for the first time. So he's li- either that or he was... Uh, playing playing a joke on Benedict, pretending not to know who Beyonce no, is. Well, it's I, I his felt, favorite. It oh, was oh that's an interesting way to take it. I thought he just learned. I thought I, he was playing a joke. It could like, be of course, I fucking know who Beyonce was, and then he's that's listening funny. to it later. Yeah. Well, okay. So then Stephen uses the Eye of Agamotto to turn back time and save Wong. He then creates an infinite time loop inside the dark dimension that traps himself and Dormammu in the same moment forever. Dormammu reluctantly agrees to leave Earth if Stephen breaks the loop. But I was like, if Dormammu is like this like badass or whatever, how come he can't break the loop that Stephen created? Yeah. How come he didn't have a counterspell that's like, you're not going to loop me? Yeah. These are the questions we're left that's with. Maybe Scott, you- why? It's maybe a criticism of the film is a little like they it's it's short in a way and it spends so much time with the setup that it's not really incredibly plausible that Doctor Strange is so good at magic uh, that early, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, he does have the photographic memory. He does talk about that. So that is kind of on his side about, you know, remembering all these different spells and stuff like that. So that's that 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 makes it a little more plausible. But I've always found it a little weird that he is now the master of the mystic arts um, yeah. at the end of this film. Basically, he's Tilda Swinton mm-hmm. um, at the end of the film because he's the best there ever there there is in the world right now when it's like, I don't know, some people have been studying for decades at this point, but yeah. I don't know, maybe he just has natural ability. Mm. Well, Mordo suffers all ties to Carmartage, departs on his own. This may Stephen be returns the Eye of Agamotto, which Wong identifies as the Infinity Stone, the Time Stone for those keeping score, to Carmartage, and then takes <laughs> up residence in the New York Sanctum to continue his studies. In a mid credit scene, Stephen is visited at the Sanctum by Thor, who has brought his brother Loki to Earth to search for their father, Odin. And then in a post credit scene, Mordo visits Pangborn and steals the energy he uses to walk, stating his intention 
to stop the continued misuse of power by Earth's sorcerers. This I think I saw the second made, one. Oh, you didn't? This one made me really sad because I love Mordo. And then I was like, oh, is he going to be the villain in the second movie when Doctor Strange returns? So uh, Mordo is, in the comics, he is like Doctor Strange's biggest villain. Ugh, dang. Um, and, and they have a rivalry where he's a sorcerer constantly trying to become the, the master of the mystic arts uh, himself. So... Um, it wasn't a surprise to me. I was, it was interesting to see how they got there. It's always mm-hmm. interesting to me to see like, what is his psychology? And I think uh, Chiwetel does a really great job of selling exactly why he would be uh, against sorcery. And I think it, it also is very heartbreaking to know that Benjamin Bratt, who uh, is such a, a empathetic presence on screen, you know, it has been basically mm-hmm. powering his entire body for, for a decade at this point, and then Chiwetel just like Mordo just takes, takes it out of him, it. and he collapses on the ground. You know, back to where he was when he became paralyzed. Very wow. sad. It was sad. I I didn't like it. It made me not happy. I said, mm-mm, <laughs> mm-mm. Um, well, this movie uh, was nominated for an Oscar for best visual effects, which I think is. I like, agree with that. Yeah. I think that's like a lot of times spot these on. movies are nominated. And I'm like, really? Was yeah. there like that was the visual effect? This is this is really cool looking. Yeah, it, it should be nominated for best doctor as well. I would you know? agree, and I would <laughs> like, say there, strangest why don't they doctor. Make that a you know like Doctor Detroit could have won. Yeah, a lot of doctors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it also won a Costume Designers Guild Award as well as Visual Effects uh, Society Award. Interesting. Okay, congrats. Yeah. The film had a big opening month. By the end of November, it had become the biggest single character introduction oh. film in the MCU. See, I didn't know everyone loved this so Me much. Me either. I, I'm I've totally never heard of it. I know. And it holds an 89% rating of Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> on Post Track, a U.S.-based service that surveys movie audiences for film studios. It holds 73% definite recommend score from viewers. And the New York Times wrote, The giddily enjoyable Doctor Strange is part of Marvel's strategy for world domination. Yet it's also so visually transfixing, so beautiful and nimble that you may even briefly forget the brand. <laughs> well, I did I love forget the nimble. brand. It's I, so I do feel nimble. like Marvel Marvel figured out how to do an introduction film finally about, you know, halfway through them making movies at this point because the Thor movie and and the first Captain America movie, you know, mm-hmm. there's they're they're so Bad. stilted and awkward, I think, you know, in a, in a lot of ways. And they were like, "Hey, what if we just made these funny all the way through?" Instead of, you know, yeah. earnest, you know, um, so that's what they did with this one is, is like, there's a lot of humor, there's a lot of great special effects and, and characters that you like. So while I wouldn't say this is like one of the greatest MCU movies, because I think, I think it's like in the top, maybe the top third, maybe the top, you know, somewhere around there. I think, I think it, it, it does its job really well. Wait, what's your number one of all time? I think of the MCU, I, the first Iron Man was so incredibly oh. electric when it, when I, I saw it, I rem- it. Uh, and then, and then um, Endgame is just like kind of perfect in a way. Have oh, we seen Avengers, Endgame? Avengers? No. No, we've that's seen. The, that's the big culmination of everything that you're watching right now. Oh. Because oh. oh, oh, oh. I didn't like, did you like the first two Avengers movies? Uh, the first one is just okay. And then the second one is so bad. Okay, good. Okay. If you were like, the first two were incredible, I'd be like, uh-oh, I ain't gonna like Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those no, first you'll, two were tough. You'll, you'll like Infinity War and Endgame. Those are like the back-to-back movies that came out uh, and, and wrapped up everything that you've been watching. I mean, they're, it's really kind of an incredible achievement in filmmaking. Nothing like it's ever been made before. It's, it's oh. really good. And it's very satisfying. Oh, hmm. I think it's really interesting that you keep saying it wraps up everything we've been watching. I didn't know anything needed to be wrapped up. <laughs> yeah. That, no, it's, it, it, it is the close of a chapter. I, I'm not saying that like all storylines are tied up, but it's, it's definitely the close of a chapter. And when you see it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. We have to take a second break. We do. Hi. 
Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And we're back. Ooh, baby. Let's get into some little trivia about the movie. The first Doctor Strange script was written in 1986. Scott's year when he also was doing such things. In Matlock. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was some connection to 86. I can't remember what. But no one knew much about this Marvel character. And so the rights were passed around for 30 years. Damn. The original screenwriter, Bob Gale, said, My story told the origin of Doctor Strange, pretty much the way that it is in the current movie. And the villain was Dormammu too. All right, Bob Gale. That's a quote. <laughs> Bob Gale, great, great writer. He wrote Back to the Future. And uh, Whoa, has, we love ri- him. Ha- has written Spider-Man <laughs> comics, but Lord. but Whoa, anyone who makes it, anyone who writes a Doctor Strange script is going to have Dormammu be the villain and do the origin of Doctor right. Strange. Like feels mm-hmm. kind like, of necessary. Get yeah. start at the beginning. Yeah. Um, okay. So although this is Doctor Strange's first appearance in the MCU solo movie, um, the character has been teased in earlier movies. In Thor, the Orb of Armagatu can be seen among the treasures in Odin's treasure chamber. In Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Jasper Sitwell mentions who's Jasper? Stephen He's Strange. He's the the shield agent who's like bald and um. He's the one who's remember. not Craig Clark. Clark, Clark Greg, Greg. Yeah, yeah I Clark Greg. Yeah. Um, Well, Jasper mentioned Stephen Strange as one of the high risk targets that Hydra keeps under surveillance. There was no Hydra in this movie. Yeah, which I think was good. Yeah, I don't. I'm done with Hydra. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Hydra doesn't come back. I don't think so. I oh, think good. good. Okay. Well, comic book writers Stan Lee and Steve Ditko based Doctor Strange on Hollywood actor Vincent Price. Oh, wow. His full name is okay. actually Stephen Vincent Strange. I used to watch this one Vincent Price tape over and over again as a kid. Tape? Isn't that weird? It was a tape. It was a VHS. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was like what some... Was, what was it him doing? Like him at the house? <laughs> yeah, it was home movies. <laughs> no, it was like something he like hosted this sort of like scary tale. Hi, all welcome black and to white. my house. Yeah. I'm about showed, to take a shit. He's like, here's my underwear drawer. <laughs> Just being weird. Um, here's more trivia. Astrophysicist Adam Frank served as a science consultant on the film, advising on how to portray changes in the human experience of space and time and how to conceive ideas for the multi the multiverse. That's interesting. It, mm, yeah. I, that when I was necessary. watching it today, I was struck by how many times they mentioned the multiverse. Um because I, I I didn't remember that the first time I saw it, but the yeah. fact that this next sequel is the multiverse of madness mm-hmm. and it's all about the multiverse is interesting that they were seeding it even way back then because they're constantly talking about how that's where they get their power from. And they mentioned the word multiverse several times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does. Yeah. It, it, I thought that was a really cool element of the whole thing was like the bending of space and time. So mm-hmm. it feels like you mm-hmm. do have to research such things to know. <laughs> um, to much, much, much like how in the Big Bang Theory they'll have real equations on the boards. Okay, uh, you were in the Big Bang Theory. That's fun. Tilda Swinton's children were crew members on the film. Ooh, yes, take Marvel for all their money. Her Tilda Swinton worked in the costume department, and her son in the art department designing planets. I love this. That's I cool. love this. Marvel fuels Tilda Swinton's whole family's money. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paychecks for everyone. Lauren, you should yes. make that that a, a thing. Yeah, I already every getting, role you get. Putting yeah. her to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's time for our segment that you will love, Scott. It's called Is Chris in This? This is a segment where we talk about we have a yes or no conversation about if a Chris is in this film. Is it Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, Chris Pine? Was it Chris in this film? No, right? No. No. Well, yes. No, yes. Hemsworth. Who? 
Oh, he's at the end in the post well, that counts, I guess. Yeah. Should any sort of Chris, Christine, Kristen, anybody been in this film? Is there a Chris or Christine Wait, or Kristen that you would have loved her, to have seen? Rachel McAdams, her name oh, is Christine. Oh, she's Christine. Whoa. So she, well, there was a Christine in it. Technically, she's wow. Chris. Yeah, he calls her Chris. Well, he did when they dated, but they broke up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, then we get back together. Here's a second new segment. Is a kiss in this? There wasn't any like lip kissing, but there was a cheek kiss. Yeah, mm. I was disappointed Same. actually that they're I thought maybe they'd get back together after mm-hmm. she like, you know, worked on his body and stuff. But <laughs> So um, so men need to have perfect bodies in order for to be yes. worth. Yes. That's anything. what they're that's what they're telling us. Yeah. We don't we don't believe that's in That's what this. we took from Merville. Mhm. Um, all right. Well, Five Star Industries is our segment where we read five star reviews. This is a review from I Sound Taller, a great podcast <laughs> if you've been stood up. I matched with someone on Coffee Meets Bagel who recommended this Ugh. podcast to me. This is fucking hilarious. Coffee we had Meets a Bagel coffee is a terrible app. I know you hate that one. I, I know hate that from your it. You've earned beans. I know the it's beans. Dumb. I learned about that from you. I was really fascinated <laughs> by this. Like that sounds so corny. We had a coffee date plan and I was stood up. The bonus is she introduced me to this podcast and I haven't laughed so hard in a while. Thanks, Nicole and Lauren, for turning another awful online oh. dating experience into a great source of self-care. You can't mm. stand someone up if yeah. you haven't met them. Just write that you're not coming. Yeah, I'm not you, coming. No, the, Something came like, up. You don't need it's to meet them. Rude. If you've never met them, it's like, yeah. who cares? I think well, that's weird. In addition, this season, uh, uh, in addition to Apple reviews of newcomers, we're also reading reviews from Letterboxd. And then we're going to give the film a one-sentence review and a star rating. If you don't know what Letterboxd is, it's a social platform where people can write reviews on films. And you can follow the show on Letterboxd at Newcomers. This is from number one Gizmo fan. In the words Doctor Strange will return appeared on the screen, someone literally screamed, of course it will, fuck! I've never related more to any human being ever. That's funny. They gave it one and a half stars. Oh. And then this person gave it three and a half stars. Dormammu could never survive quarantine. He surrendered to Strange's time loop jail so soon. (laughs) That's pretty funny. (laughs) We are better than Dormammu. Dormammu. What is your one sentence review? Um, Nicole, we'll start with you. Okay. My one sentence review is I wish Christine and Stephen Strange fucked, but they didn't. And I didn't mind. And the movie was so good. I loved it so much. Ten stars. Whoa! We're off the charts. charts. I love this movie so much. It was really fun. I would say um, my review is Doctor Strange. Yeah, he's pretty weird, but (laughs) I liked what I saw, and I love the part where he went tripping balls through the multiverse. I would gladly watch it again. Can you believe that? I will give it. I'll give it. I don't want to go off my charts of five stars. I feel like I can't go just giving it 10 stars. All right, five stars. Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> I would say I'm going to give it, I'll give it five stars just because it's it's enjoyable. I could definitely watch it again. And that hasn't that hasn't happened yet. I don't think I've said no. I would watch anything again. Um, so yeah, we'll go five stars. Okay, mm-hmm. Scott, what's your one sentence review? Somebody call a doctor. It's strange how much I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> I marveled at it. Oh, wait, no, that's more than one sentence. Oh, no, that's um, good, though. No, that's pretty good. It. I liked it. I marveled, you could do I marveled at how uh, the, the cumberbatch of stars that ended up chewy-telling the scenery. Wow. Okay, all right. Three and a half stars. Three and Eight. a half? That, oh, oh, okay. Okay, oh, he, wow. he's leaving room to grow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't right. think it's the best Marvel movie, but it's in this late period where all they're putting out is hits. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, so we have and, a lot of hits to come. Okay. Yeah. That's good news, honestly. I'm, Almost yeah, every, I'm pretty excited. Everything through the second Spider-Man is just like, from now on, is just kind of a hit after hit after hit. Thank okay. God. Yeah, that's All right, well, nice. please go write us a review on Apple Podcasts and make it five stars because that would be mean to not do that. And we'll pick one to read on the next episode and please rate us on Spotify as well. Scott, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, I mean, um, look, if you like listening to me and Lauren, we have a show called Freedom with Paul F. Tompkins. And um, if you like Comedy Bang Bang, there's Comedy Bang Bang World is a subscription service where we're taking everything from Comedy Bang Bang and sort of delving it, uh, delving into it deeper. And and characters on the show have their own shows. And uh, it's uh, head over to CBBWorld.com and you You can can hear all of that. Add free episodes of Freedom on there. Yeah. 
Um, so there's plenty. It's totally worth your money. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Scott. It was very, uh, yeah, thank very you for having so talk much. To you about Marvel. And we'll be back next week with Spider-Man Homecoming. See you then. Bye-bye. was a HeadGum original.